This is Hava Word with Adam Rowe and Dan Nightingale. I've had to have a word with my uh, South Laura, had to have a word with me and be like, you need to leave your phone near you. On silent is fine. Our daughter is at nursery, and if she's sick or there's a problem, they're going to ring you because you're at home and I'm at work. And it's happened twice now. I'm like, I've been podcasting. <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, I know. Listen, you need to... Uh, it's not live, is it, dickhead? So you need to go and get the child from nursery. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. And then and then record after you've saved your child from... Just nursing it. It's all right, babe. Have some cowpaw. Anyway, Adam. Gender politics. Shh, it's all right. So, how are you? Yeah, good, man. Good. Feels... Uh, Starting to feel really familiar. I woke up this morning. I was like, "It's Adam Day." Fucking <laughs> <laughs> row time, mate. I always forget until the Monday night, and then I've got a little like reminder on my phone, and it's like <laughs> one more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's podcast day tomorrow, baby. Um, it's one of my favourite things about the new year is I don't have to say uh, so many more sleeps till fuck up. <laughs> you too much sleep. <laughs> oh, depends how many naps you have now with this. I've started napping, you know. Have you? Yeah, so my New Year's resolution was to start... nap more. ...was to get up earlier, which a byproduct of that is napping more. <laughs> because, like, we're naturally quite late risers as comedians because we're up late. Oh, yeah. And obviously, I haven't got kids yet, so I've got not waking me up at God knows what time in the morning. Yeah. And that's why love exists for children, because otherwise you'd <laughs> fucking welly them out the window. <laughs> Daddy! 6.45... But it's quite normal for me to get in from a gig at like one, two in the morning if you've got like a long drive on and then stay up playing FIFA till three, four or five or watch a film or something because I I can't go to sleep with the adrenaline when I first get in. Um, And then I'm not up till sometimes like midday or one and you just feel like (laughs) after days literally gone out the window so I was like I'm starting to get up a bit earlier so I'm trying to get up like between eight, nine, ten at the absolute latest which to a lot of people listening to this are going to be like fucking hero (laughs) people listen (laughs) I've got to be up at six every day but that's still ridiculously early I have an argument with my dad about this all the time he's like everyone should be up by eight and I was like no I don't start work till ten at night sometimes who gets up 14 hours before their shift (laughs) yeah but that's such an old old no you've wasted half the day you'll get up and you'll enjoy everything where's my dad from he's Irish (laughs) come on all dads are a little bit Irish now come on now you've wasted half the day (laughs) it's 9.30 in the AM I I think people listening there'll be an element of people going just fuck off yeah no they will but this is the problem isn't it if I got you got if you're up late and the problem is the FIFA bit is the bit where everyone loses sympathy you know I'm gigging I'm just out there on the circuit doing my tour shows just trying to just trying to make the most of who I am you know sometimes it's a long drive back and then I get back and play fucking computer games till 5am yeah but back, with, with other people by the way yeah with other comedians not necessarily other comedians I, ju- I just play randomly online who'd you you got like a crew no if you play FIFA you're just randomly assigned to someone it's great like because if you play that late at night you're not, not like 
you're not normally playing people from nearby. It's foreign. You, you, you're playing like someone from like Uzbekistan. Oh, yeah. And, and then like if you twat them like three or four nil, you get like a message, but it's all in Uzbekistani. <laughs> Okay, if that's really. the language they speak, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's a good guess. Uzbekistani. It's always a good guess to say... Just put an I on the end of it. And then to be like, what do they speak in Austria? Austrian. <laughs> uh, does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds just right. Is it, is it German? England. It is German, but you have to learn that. <laughs> um, so, if you... If you're playing at that time of night, surely, like, kids in America... You must have had some... Uh, not a lot of Americans play FIFA, do they? They'll play Madden. They're, they're on Madden. And you, you play a lot of Europeans, a lot of English people, and, uh, yeah, and it, can, it, it gets quite competitive. And sometimes, like... Does I, it get racist? Because <laughs> that's what Barry Dodds used to do when he was playing Gears of War, <laughs> which already sounds like Gaze of War in a Geordie accent. My Gears aunt, of War. One of my oldest... Yeah. One of my oldest mates from comedy is Barry Dodds. We literally started together um, and we're still like best mates comedy-wise. And he, he's like, oh, I did play a lot of Gears of War. <laughs> and uh, fuck me, some of the things I heard from his bedroom. Just like, I've talked about it on the Hat Radio pod, just like, old, not, like not nasty racism that you'd hear now that would like get you sacked. Like weird, look, like abusing Mexican kids about wearing sombreros. <laughs> I'm surprised you can see the screen. See, with I that don't big wear a headset because right. because I would lose my mind and I would say stuff that I would regret. Absolutely, like it drives me missus mad because like if something major happens, like if I get like a massive fine through the door, I'm like, ugh, okay, and then I'll pay the fine. But if I make a bad pass on FIFA and concede a goal, I will come close to smashing my telly up. Right, and she can't. She's like, how are you this angry about a game? But when something massive happens in our life, you just, like, let's pick ourselves up and, ca- and carry on. I'm like, I can't explain it. Because I am a child. <laughs> that's, that's what women never want to accept. They're like, why? I don't, what I don't understand is <laughs> you can ignore your phone when it's your child in peril, but when it's Adam and Dan doing a podcast, that's the most important thing in the world. You're like, yes, because podcasting is really fun and I really like it. So that's because I'm a child. And you're I'm saying a- our daughter's not fun and you don't really like it? Is that I what you're saying, Daniel? Love like, her you need to bit. have a word with yourself, okay? Never mind, have a word podcast. Let's have a word with Daniel. Adam's never woken me up at six forty-five, <laughs> and I think I might love him more. I've never had to clean up his poo. You better hope that Laura doesn't listen I mean, to episode it, two. If I do, it's going to be a fucking weird podcast episode. She is sound. She she can listen to every one of these episodes, and she will do because she likes your comedy and she quite likes me, which sort of you know stands to reason. But she, uh, she's sound. I think my missus is the exact opposite on that don't, as well. Don't, oh really? Like she really likes you and she's just like, well, I've seen enough of Adam now. <laughs> 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 did you notice like over Christmas, like you, you did a couple of shows with us at Hot Water and my missus was there for one. That was the first time she's been to a gig of mine this year and it was because you were on. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I really, I, I think partly as well. It's not. I like that. Like, like your girlfriend. Like, I like that my stand-up isn't. I don't know. You, that's two things. It's not just my comedy. It's the fact that when I met her, 
I got on with her and I made yeah, an yeah. effort. You watch some of the autistic fucking weirdos <laughs> that in, in comedy in a dressing room and you're like, mate, do you know how to function as a human being? So someone will bring their wife or girlfriend or partner or yeah. whatever, boyfriend, and like, there's a comedian in the corner like, eh, I did a gig for Tony Vino in Clitheroe. <laughs> Like, mate, you've not made eye contact with the woman I've brought in the room. What kind of fucking murderer do you look yeah. like? Well, th- that that's something my missus likes in a comic. And I think that's a big part of why she, she likes you and your comedy is... Because there's another comic who I won't name who was a bit odd with her the yeah. first time they met and she does not like them. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to slag Elliot Steele off on a podcast. You know what I mean? It's not no, fair. And, and because Elliot Steele's a mate of mine, I think we should not mention his name. Do, let's do not mention Elliot Steele. He's Steel. a good He's, he's a, a good mate he's of a mine. Good guy. I've, I've had a boxing match with that lad and I love him a bit so I would You never. love him so much you've punched him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, yeah. Uh, Jimmy McGee has uh, really felt the... Uh, I mean, he doesn't know and he's <laughs> never going to give a shit. But he said something slightly... We were just... Like, the guys, the good-looking guys who've got their flirting in a weird place, don't know if it's flirting, I don't know if it's just their natural sort of state with women. It's just to be a bit like, yeah, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a... A little bit of shit, you know? A little bit of naggy. <laughs> a little bit... I've read the game. Someone read it. I know about the game. I'll not be nice to women. I'll be like, all right, yeah, yeah. Is that the job you want? <laughs> And see if they want to fuck me. I'm like, well, it's a really unhealthy way to flirt, and uh, you'll get what you deserve. But he did it with the wrong person when uh, my uh, my missus introduced them. It was like a gig in Nottingham, and he was I don't know what he was doing. Think he's just a bit dismissive about working in HR or something. I think he's understandable, but he just misjudged the crowd, and Laura did not take well to it. And now, honestly, when I mention it's it, honestly, it's like. But you know, Laura, that he didn't kill two members of your family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally like yeah. Voldemort, like, yeah, yeah. don't mention yeah. his name. Hell he, hath no fury, he like just a woman scorned. <laughs> with a bevy in him, was a bit like, oh, is that what you want to do? And Laura's like, how dare you, sir? How dare you? She is a lovely girl. You do not know her or her professional situation. And now she's like, oh, Jimmy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally overboard but it, it all goes back to in a dressing room just be a normal human and be like hi nice to meet you Cause the flip can be like you know there are a lot of weird um, comics and that who like can act a bit odd but I tell you what happened once over Christmas is and this is the worst thing that can happen I think is when you have a dream of a green room you know when it's just you and three your mates and yep. it's absolutely flying and it's just a really nice bill, but then one of your mates who's on the bill turns up with a muggle, a non-comedian. Yeah, okay. And it just... A muggle. It, it just... It is a muggle, though, isn't it? It's a non-wizard. <laughs> <laughs> a non-Mike wizard turns up. And do you know what the worst The problem are? with muggles is all they want to do is show you that they can do spells as well. <laughs> So there's a green room full of four of the best comedians in the country and then they're just in the corner going and then they got off the bus eh <laughs> give me six guys <laughs> the worst the worst is a it's so awkward a, the, I'll take I'll one up you from a muggle is a guy who promotes gigs and uh, compares them himself and that's a mudblood <laughs> because mate you are not a proper comedian you think no but I am because you know I compare these gigs that I run you're like yeah who books those? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking you. Where do you get booked everywhere else? No, no, I don't. Yeah, remember that. 
<laughs> you gonna name any names? <laughs> Shoot your shot. <laughs> Tell me about Elliot Steele, anyway, <laughs> who doesn't book any gigs. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird one when you just, you just want to almost pause the tape and just whisper to your mate, like, just calm it down. <laughs> uh, uh, we had that over Christmas. You can't so. headline this room. Yeah, you know, um, uh, good mates of mine, Milo McCabe. Yeah, does character comedy as Troy Hawk. If you haven't seen him, go and check him out all over YouTube. And he's very, very, very funny. It sounds bad when you just his name's Milo. He does character comedy, and his character's called Troy Hawk. It literally sounds like Harrow just jizzed on like live comedy. They're like, oh, my name's Milo, and I do a character called Troy. Like if you're a working class lad in Liverpool, you're probably right to be like, that does not sound like it's going to relate to my life. <laughs> but man, it is fucking good. It's he's really an good. amazing comedian. Like, he he murders hot water. Like he's one of their top, top, top acts there, and he did a lot of the Christmas run. And he's like, never in doing a script. Yeah, and I, I've seen some comics just oh, work in the room, and you basically go, "What's your name? What's your job? What's your name? What's your job?" And that's fine because I've done that, and that's yeah. been done to some success. He integrates the room and what's happened in the night in a non-cheesy way, and at the back you're like, "Yeah," <laughs> you almost yeah. as a comedian like, "Oh God, stop trying! You're making me look bad." Well, also because like it's rare to put a character as the opening act. At a comedy club So a lot of the time Throughout December He's in the middle Which for any muggles listening Is the easiest spot on the bill it's the sweet, And he's sweet just spot. absolutely Volleying the fucking place everywhere And you've got to go on and close afterwards Just doing normal stand up And it's a great club And we had a, a great run anyway But he, yeah He's very good But he um, One night We'd arranged to have a game of poker And he brought his mate From 20 years ago um, Who was such uh, your da You know what I mean by that Don't you A bad your da Like Defo has a pair of Gola trainees in his house Yeah He's your da And he was <laughs> He was Hammered Fucking hammered No one else was drunk We're all playing poker He's hammered And he's also the only one Who didn't know how to play poker Oh my god And also trying to trying to be the funniest guy in a room oh full of comedians and the the funniest part of all of it was like most of us were like he's been a bit of a pain in the ass but it happens sometimes but watching Milo because it's, it's not worse than when it's your mate when you've brought a yada muggle to Hogwarts for the night and Milo was just like every time he went for the piss or for the ciggy this fella Milo guys I'm so sorry I'm really sorry I'm really sorry I was like Milo it's sound honestly it's sound but then the next day when he wasn't there we were like can't believe you brought your fucking dad it's it's, literally it's a two strikes and you're out everyone's got one when you're like I know you didn't mean to do that but now you've seen what that does. <laughs> you do that again, and then you don't get invited. Oh, That's how that goes. So awkward. like he kept it. Like we had to take the car. Like you know, in poker you take turns dealing. I had to deal for him because he just couldn't deal the cards. He didn't know what he was. He's like, right, who gets the next one? <laughs> <laughs> there was times where like Milo was helping him bet. It was just so. Oh no. Yeah. See, I don't know how to play poker, and I don't want to know how to play poker. But I tell you what, I wouldn't do: get drunk and try and play poker. It's <laughs> all, but not knowing what to do in a situation when there's beer involved is some of the cringiest. I remember I used to gig in Leeds uh, uh, for a guy called Sean, and his missus was Colombian, and and every big city will have a sort of South American community. Like Leeds isn't massive, but you don't know about it. But there will be like 
like Latin Colombian meetups and so it'd be once a month, there'll be a little group of them because they want to be able to speak in Spanish or whatever. And, and just anyway, they have a fucking a meetup and it's a dance night. I get, you on, go? I get on with Sean. I get on with his missus <laughs> and they were like, you should come. I, <laughs> I had my mate Bondi up and Bondi, you know, you've got a mate and he's like, I, I'm, sometimes I look at him and I'm like do he like he doesn't answer a text for a while and he's sometimes hard work and I'm like I, I just I could never get rid of Bondi he's been my best mate since I was 12 it's it's like it's like a brother he's like a brother and sometimes he annoys me like a brother some of the passive aggressive whatsapp messages I have to send him to get a fucking response who's like I'm like mate if I have to message one more time I'll go fucking ballistic sorry mate how you doing alright yeah, for any other mate I'd be like he being a dick but I just know it's just that old mate thing of like yeah yeah, yeah right. it's just we don't have to make any effort and then bang we, we're back he is my favourite person to booze with it's it's almost like having a Siamese twin. I can tell what he's thinking. As soon as I'm like, God, I fancy some chips, I can literally see in his eyes like, oh, fucking carbohydrate. <laughs> we, we're tuned in. <laughs> it's about 10 years ago. We're boozing. He's like, we're going to Leeds, Leeds. I had a gig in it. See, I have, that, I have a very similar relationship like that with Carl. Who I know, who I yeah. get on great with. But the problem is, when I've had a several amounts of drinks, I won't go home. So when I look at him in that situation, I'm like, He's going for chips And I'm going Fucking nowhere <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. been several times Carl's just left me In a nightclub Because I've Like he's gone Lad I need to get food Gonna go I'm Fucking go then I'm not fucking going anywhere Fucking You but, got to show But if you're really If you're really good mates so That sort of doesn't matter Because you're like Oh yeah, yeah. He was, If you if it was like a, a new friend You were like You left me In a discotheque <laughs> Hey like, Where do your old mates She's like Oh yeah fuck off There was one time I was so hammered um, this wasn't even that long ago Like I was too old to be doing this I wasn't like 17, 18 um, He'd convinced me That it was to go home And we're in the taxi arguing And I was like Should have fucking stayed out And he's like Lad you're hammered No state to stay out In the middle of a main road I jumped out of a moving taxi <laughs> And ran back to town For chips <laughs> no, no To carry on drinking I thought it was for chips I left me chips in the car Fucking mission Despite impossible Despite my size Food is not my priority When I've had a drink It's the next drink Right I, I can't Like Pringles Alcohol is Pringles to me I struggle to stop I can say no I can say I'm not having Pringles tonight lad But if I have a Pringle I'm finishing the fucking tube do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I'm the same with cocaine. <laughs> Don't want any cocaine. It's, it's a good job I can't get cocaine in the fucking Morrison's. I'm like with alcohol. You know the shark in Finding Nemo? Where he's like, no, I'm, I haven't had a drink for a month. And then <laughs> One little... someone's pouring a pint of Carl in three streets away. And I'm oh, like, oh, that's lovely. Oh, <laughs> I'm having fish tonight. <laughs> he's really a lovely guy. <laughs> Basically, your best mates in those situations, you just bounce back from it straight away. There never has to be like a like, I don't know what it's like with girls, but with lads, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got off with that girl and you've got, it's him, innit? It's, there's no worries. It's just one of you. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Carl have like squares up, ready to fight like a lot at footy. Like when we're on the opposite five side team, we used to play right. like between 10 and 12 of us every week and you just pick the teams when you get there so you're not in a regular team sometimes you win them sometimes you're against them just put your foot in ib dib do that's got flu that's got chicken pot out go with you I'd love to I would love you can't come and play for doing us <laughs> I would love to make grown men do that five a side everyone foot in ib dib do you do captains don't you you do I get a pick you get a pick yeah I don't know it's just, it's um, just being funny oh, oh sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> you look, how seriously do you take five aside? Like, no, nearly seriously. All joking aside. To the point where I've nearly fought with me, mate. On, on this comedy podcast, <laughs> you don't talk like that about five aside. Everything else is fucking on limits. Five aside is off limits. That's fucking ridiculous. Dib, dib, do I'll break your fucking finger. <laughs> You've never actually fought Carl, though, have you? We've come very close. But just because of five aside, yeah, yeah, and then literally we live a street away, so we just walk home and it's sound. By the end of literally, the night. as soon as you walk off the pitch, it's gone. It's like in Super Bad when they're sleeping next to each other. <laughs> Boop. Yeah, <laughs> and we had one massive argument once, um, which we sorted out the next day at the Edinburgh Festival. We haven't had many big arguments, me and Carl, but he come up for the final weekend, and he was staying in my room with me. Yeah, and I went, uh, lads, you might have to do us a favour. I've been like sort of talking to this girl for a few days and it's final weekend so this is before you were with Jade yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I, wa- cool. I, wa- I wanted to come round on the final weekend and she's going to stay in my room so you just stay on the couch in the living room with yeah. the housemate it's fair and he was just like you're not doing that to me you're not you're not inviting me up to the Edinburgh Festival for the party weekend and then fucking me off to go to some bed and I was like lad I've been working on this all month and he's like you can't fucking do it and we just had this massive fight and he was like you, you shouldn't have invited me up for the weekend if you wanted to do that and yeah but and but like screaming at each other drunk in the street and then the next day I was like sorry lad and he's like sorry go and get in and those I'm like yeah, yeah that's that, like, if that's two women they'll never talk to each other ever again <laughs> but that's the intensity <laughs> of fucking fucked me off to the couch didn't she because he wants to fuck some guy <laughs> fucking working out don't invite me up then don't invite me up it's that tough. forever next morning yeah football <laughs> yeah sorry about that mate <laughs> well that's my uh, that's Bondy Oh yeah, and we got invited to that. Um, Did you go? Colombian? I think it was even. I think it was even Argentinian tango or something. It was tango. It was fucking hell. It it was so painful. It's just the example of how it's quite in racist, life. That, by the way, you want to be not all South American dancers look the same. <laughs> they, they sort of do. <laughs> you can slag off the Hispanics. <laughs> There's no Mexicans around here. <laughs> just because you've watched American stand up. We walked in and we were like Leeds Saturday night boozy like <laughs> and everyone else has had like half, half a San Miguel looks fucking just everyone's dancing in time. It just looked beautiful, like it all it almost looked like it had been choreographed. Everyone like just dancing, like just young men like going, "I want to dance with you." Of course, I want to dance with you, and then just dancing. And they all don't know each other and no one gets hammered. And then just in the middle of the dance floor... You're doing the cha-cha me, slide. Me, me and Bondi like, <laughs> Oh, fucking amazing. Just stay in your lane, be at the right place. Because we were... And, and you could see you could see everyone that had invited us out just looking at us like, it's best that these fuck off now. <laughs> when we get when we getting tappers? When we getting tappers? <laughs> Oh, two or three tapers. I was told this was Colombian. Where's the fucking beak? <laughs> Where's the marching powder? <laughs> I put a request in. They're not playing Swedish house mafia. <laughs> there was a time. <laughs> I used to gun fucking Vincent. <laughs> it was brutal. And in the hangover the next day, I was like, oh, I bet we look like a pair of twats. But you... Oh, awful. <laughs> awful. Just, just fucking Colombian people being... Sexy and cool, just flirting and grinding with each other. Are they together? No, they've never met, but they dance. <laughs> British people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I haven't been on a dance floor for a fucking since a wedding. I'm now, I now go big at weddings. 
But uh, I just like nightclubs and dancing. I used to absolutely love it. But I think part of it is once you're married, you're like, ah, oh, God. I'm the same, What's you know. What's the fucking point? Like, <laughs> I, I feel I'm getting old nightclub wise. I'm 28 now, I turn 28 on Saturday. It's about my birthday Happy since birthday, birthday, so Cheers, mate. Um, and I went out for a, a few drinks, and it, very similar to the last few times I've gone out for a drink, like over Christmas and stuff. My, my night used to consist of a drink. In a, a, a bar with a bit of music on, and then straight to a nightclub where it was uns, 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 for hours and hours and hours, stood round, drink after drink after drink, shouting at me Mason, dancing at the same time. And now I feel like me dad when I'm like, as long as there's a chair and I can hear me friend, I'm happy. <laughs> <at> Twenty eight. <laughs> Twenty eight. Like I don't like. I'm like I'm. I'm not single, so I don't want to be in a club. Dancing with women and like, because that's the only reason to go is to, is to flirt and stuff. So we, I end up going to the casino a lot now, and just sat, yeah. sat at a casino table with a, a whiskey on the rocks, just losing money like the happiest kid in school. Just oh, I've lost again. Doesn't matter, does it? That's I can hear chat. me friend. Yeah, that's me I thing went, now. I went boozing before Christmas with my mate Ben from Newcastle. Came down. That's how thirty eight. He's thirty eight. He's now like, I will drive for three hours, two and a half, three hours, to come and hang out with you for a night because I like so few people. <laughs> we went to a, a, a grill place in Chester called Hickory's, which is amazing, American Steakhouse, but they've got a sports bar at the side, which I imagine is a bit dicky for every other sport, but because it's an American grill house, they they do NFL and they do American sports, but it's quite niche NFL. I'm mad into it, love it, and he's I've got, into it. I've got mad into it this year. The playoffs have been amazing. Yeah, I've noticed actually on the yeah. Facebook group you've been yeah. chatting a lot, and he he and I sat there. It was I can't imagine a better night. The the we sat down. The the guy just kept going. Listen, you don't have to just. I'll just see when your bucket of beer is empty, and I'll just fill it up. We were like, okay. I just sat there. It was just me and him. We chatted every possible bit of shit interlaced with watching American football while a guy just came and just kept giving us lager and then in the middle of it we had a beautiful steak it's like, at the end of that I was like this is my heaven <laughs> it was amazing that's the night at, at the end of the night if one of us had gone to go to a bar maybe a nightclub I think it could have ended the friendship <laughs> it's just it's so it sounds so boring but I think part of the old dance floor and all the yeah. on a dance floor you have to put up with dickheads because there are some nice people who just want to have a dance and there's some people that are just sound but there's some alpha knobheads who just want to fight gorilla in around like yeah. fucking want to fight any man and fuck any woman I've done it I've had to deal with those bell ends yeah. I've sort of served my time and uh, People who are like, oh, isn't it? Do, do you not go out dancing with your missus? Like, no, no. And, and don't get me wrong. If if we did, that'd be great. My bed doesn't on, drink either, so I don't, list, I don't even have that ten. On the list of what makes you a good couple, being drinking partners is way down the fucking list, isn't it? <laughs> no one's like, do you know what? They they get on brilliantly, and they're just they're such good parents. They're in love, and, and you every know, Saturday they're, they're out till five a.m. But they just don't drink together on a Saturday night, so it's weird, isn't it? You know. <laughs> Whereas you know Phil and Susie, I mean, he does hit her, but my God, they've got the rhythm. <laughs> Pint for pint. <laughs> <laughs> they both they both know exactly when to order themselves another drink. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, they're in but sync. Like, I thought like I've always been mad into fussy as big Liverpool fan. And I thought as I got older I might 
be less interested or like care a bit less about the fussy. But I I care more and more every season, and I think it's because I'm getting older. And that nightclub thing is going away, and a, a, a day full of sport is just a turn on for me. Like I'm so this Sunday, Liverpool play Man United. And then it's the Packers at the 49ers. And I don't follow either of those NFL teams, but I can't wait to watch that game. Yeah, it's a great game. Like, I'm literally... I've got to drive back from South Shields Saturday night, get home in time to watch the UFC, and then the next day I'll get up late, have myself a little sleep in, and I will get up, get on the couch or go to the pub, watch those games until whatever time they finish, and 11 o'clock. And then there's Titans Chiefs. Oh, my God. Yeah, a sport filled day. Do you know what's weird... I, I, what's happened to me is I've drifted from one sport to another and I don't know what's happened there I can't tell you what's happened but the NFL has just taken all of the energy and interest I think some people are into all of the sports and then they find a new one and they add that but the NFL's just sort of and I think maybe it just the repetition of like I've been watching football since I was about 10 properly 10, yeah. 12 or whatever since high school and I've been into it and I, there's only so many times you can go round and what the NFL's done is just offered me something different but uh, so it's not the same as what you said but in terms of the intensity of the interest yeah it is increasing yeah, yeah oh yeah. my god it's yeah. increasing like the maybe it's because it's different to you because it's a different sport and it's just one but I'm like oh my I'm so into this I, well, I am I, so into I it I love the sport of NFL and I suppose like as two NFL fans this isn't an NFL podcast by any means but if you are listening and you sort of uh, and a British person who's always been a bit sort of sceptical about the NFL I tell you right now I was and I, I didn't understand the fascination with it but the more you learn about the sport and the tactics involved it's it's such a good game it's such a good sport and it's so shiny oh like I love the the aesthetics of it with, with footy I will watch all the big games I'll watch every Liverpool game I watch a lot of Man City games now as well because they're like our biggest rivals for like the British title the British title the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Euro Soccer Cup <laughs> um, I, so I watch all Man City games I watch all the Liverpool games and any other big games I will sit and watch but I very rarely will watch like Bournemouth against Aston Villa because I just don't care about that but I will watch any NFL game Yeah, if there's an NFL game on I will watch it so maybe long term I'll be even more into the NFL than I am now I'll never be into it more than I am at Liverpool because Liverpool literally affects me weak and that's something else that drives me yeah. racist, man. and it'd be a weird time to to uh, lose interest in Liverpool <laughs> Football Club now they're the best in the just world just six months away from winning the first title in 30 years you'd be like ah getting a bit dull this <laughs> getting a bit dull so we um, I follow Watford football soccer wise I follow Watford always have done since I was 12 my mate got me into football his dad was from Watford and I just wanted to be different yeah so I was like everyone supported Preston Liverpool classic Black comedian or, or Man United and I was like don't like any of these bellends and I don't want to follow their teams so me and Fraser little geeks that we were started following Watford and no one's ever given me shit about it you can't follow Watford and have someone go oh yeah of course you're a fucking Watford fan <laughs> with your 97-98 Division 2 league winners title <laughs> glory boy and uh, <laughs> there's been some a uh, couple of highs there's been a lot of fucking pretty turgid mid-table championship lows um, but obviously we got to the FA Cup final in May I watched I was that with gigging you. at hot water in Liverpool and I was like I've got to see the game I've yeah. got to see the game 
I knew what was coming. We went to the pub, didn't we? So we went to the pub, and you got it was absolutely a pub. bummed. It was. It, it was, was one of the most w- one-sided games I've ever seen. It was again. It was. It summed up supporting a lower team from a from a different part of the country because the pub was rammed, and I think a few people clocked that I was a Watford fan. Just this feeling of pity I could feel towards me. He did turn up on a full kit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to be in a. I think full he's a room. Watford fan. <laughs> Gradually, as it was like five nil, you could see people like fucking hell, lad. You're having a bad day there. I'm like okay. <laughs> at one point this is my favourite bit of the whole day I just it, just through desperation it was like 70 minutes played we were 6-0 down and Man City was still pressing like it affected the league standings or something it was the cup <laughs> final and I, just through desperation I went oh leave us alone <laughs> You know when you see a like on a street fight where eventually like someone's won and they're, they're, they're unconscious. You just you, you stop standing on his head. Five punches. He's already, he's already dead. dead. That yeah. Simpsons meme. He's already dead. <laughs> it was that. It was. Whoa, that's enough. Yeah. Like earlier this year, Leicester beat Southampton nine nil, and it still wasn't as one sided as that cup final. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a few glances of people like, oh my god, you're right. Like yeah. You've been gigging a weekend? Just that I just had one gig. Where were you? I I've, I'm not chasing gigs. I'm just because I've worked so hard to buy this fucking house, and now we're there. I'm not going to break my neck doing gigs that I don't want to do. And yeah, gaps, it's nice when you get fill. comfortable in it. When you're like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to earn enough this year anyway. So if I have that off, like I've got Friday off this week, but. Saturday is a decent pay and solo show so I'm like uh, that's how I'm Friday that's how I'm looking now I'm like looking at the month and going you need a certain amount of gigs in or whatever and it, there's a feeling when you're self-employed and people who are listening to this will know you, you're you like well god what if it all just stops but I've been doing this for a long time this is like 17 years into doing stand-up no it's about to be 18 years and I've been making my living off it since 2004 I turned professional that's partly because I was quite good when I started plus I was 23 at the time and I needed 80 quid a week to live so it was easy to John Bishop had an 85 grand a year job when he turned professional so he needed to get his comedy earnings the fuck up <laughs> yeah, it yeah, took yeah. him longer so I turned professional before John Bishop turned professional <laughs> um, and how did that, that work buzzard. out yeah <laughs> He's really, he's never made up those few years. He's sat on a chair made out of money right now listening but, to this. But now I just, I look around and I'm like, what are we chasing? Why am I doing a gig in fucking middle of nowhere with the worst drive ever? Friday afternoon's a nightmare. So I just had, I had a pretty, a pretty quiet weekend and now it just kicks off normally. Actually looking forward from Thursday, it's just back to standing. But it's been, it's been quality and I've been gardening to fuck mate. <laughs> You know what you were talking about? About just like the satisfaction of watching football and like being in yeah. a casino. In, I've This has come from nowhere. And this shows that my dick and balls is basically in a little box on my wife's mantelpiece. <laughs> that if you, right now, if you just went, I'm going to go home. I, I have got the afternoon to myself. No one's messaged through. My daughter's not been ill. I will be in that garden. Like... Like, honestly, like a smackhead to a drug dealer, like, oh my God, where's my trowel? I fucking I don't, love it. I don't think anyone's ever described gardening so aggressively. No, gardening to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I've been gardening to fuck. I still, I still garden a little bit. It's like some woman called Beryl, like not an else. She's like, well, I just dig me plants up and put it back. It. I just I make sure it's got enough fresh soil. And you're like, gardening to yeah. fuck, lad. Still a little I'm bit fucking this garden. <laughs> Damn, it feels good to be a gardener. <laughs> what the fuck up? Digging some fucking holes. So where was your one gig? What was it? I uh, went over to Leeds and uh, high five. The no, did the other one? Did the Allen's? Uh, did the Leeds Cabaret? They had a very, really felt like a hot water vibe, of like you will smash it if you just keep the pace up and keep hitting the the, the heavy bag. Yeah, don't be like meandering. That's how hot water in Liverpool feels when you're gigging. It feels like you've got to go on and punch someone right in the face and then just yeah. keep slugging yeah. some gigs you can build up tippy tap like that's how it felt in Leeds on Saturday night and that whole thing about dry January has that just not worked out this year because <laughs> it seems like Britain is fucking on it straight from the I off. think that's working classes still getting over the election <laughs> I think they're just like why would we not drink after what's happened it's coming <laughs> Brexit's coming let's do it pissed <laughs> Let's drink while we can still afford to. Do you know we've left you? I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just had. Uh, I've just had a nice one. I mean, the gardening's been intense, but the gigging has been. This gigging's been easy, mate. Where have you been? Uh, I was back at Hot Water, and I'll be honest with you. Best club in the world for me. <clears throat> Genuinely, think it's one of. The, I've played pretty much every club in the country. I think. I think I've played every club in the UK. And I've done a few in New York, and I still think Hot Water's the best I've ever played. But I'm a bit bored of it now. Because I did it every night of December. Saturdays are five and six gigs. And then this weekend, every gig was fantastic, dead fun. But it's just like, I need to be in just one different room for a bit before yeah. I come. You know, when you just, it just feels a bit like the office. Because we're used to playing, like, if you do four gigs in a week, Two in one place, two in another. And the week after, you don't. You're not going to see those clubs for another six weeks, at least. Sometimes six months. Yeah, sometimes it's even longer. Like I gig, you know, the amount I did of Alexander as well. You're like, oh, I haven't been here for a year and a half. Or yeah. when yeah. you're in the room, especially if it's like three in a night, which yeah. hot water sells so well. We did that six on Saturday. <laughs> it's too much. Like <laughs> you're literally like six I'm, cents. H- hello. Yeah. If two it, at five. Two at seven. Two at half nine. It's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to start with a joke. Have I already done this joke? Where the fuck am I? <laughs> well, when I do so many in a night, um, what I do is I have one set and a completely different 20. And then flip-flop. So, But I do them in the exact same order and there's no repetition in either. So I can never be like, have I already done this joke? Because there's this 20 minutes in this exact order. So I know what comes next. I know what comes before. I can't possibly have said anything different. And this other set is, again, the, the same thing but different. What if you do six? You can't do six different sets. No, well, I'll do like... One, like Downstairs, I'll one. do one set. Upstairs, I'll do the other. And I'll just do that all night. This yeah. me downstairs set. This me upstairs one. <laughs> Hello, upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm in the basement. I tell you who I hate. Those downstairs bricks. <laughs> Play the room. Um... Well, I came over to Chester as well. Did the the Alexanders? That was fun. Yeah. How's yeah. it? How's a Chester crowd compared to a Liverpool crowd? Snootier or easier? Um, it's just a bit different. Like they're a bit older, I think. Um, I think the average age is probably up by between five and ten years in Chester. Um, because I think the young people from Chester who are going on a night out will go to Liverpool. To Liverpool, yeah. 
So yeah, um, and in Cheshire, you get like the Cheshire people come into Chester for the night, and they have the thing. I um, love gigging in Chester. It's I love Alexander's. It's yeah, uh, it's easier. But you, this is it feels obvious, but Liverpool, Glasgow, Newcastle, you can die quite easily if you're not up to much in those cities. But if you're good, you will rip it more than you'll rip it anywhere else because yeah, yeah, when yeah. they get behind you yeah. they get behind you like working class people do it literally feels like the difference between watching cricket at Lords for a fucking county cricket game like, oh very well done what a very good what a callback and reveal yeah. oh and the like- octagon <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the fucking and literally Celtic Park for the old firm like, it's just the intensity but it can go either way I always say this like when I started stand up um, Liverpool it doesn't really have this rep anymore and I think it is largely down to how nice hot water's sort of been for the past few years Liverpool had a rep as the hardest city to gig in for a lot of southerners they're like oh it's such a rep because everyone thinks they're funny in the room and blah 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 I've always said in Liverpool I think no matter who you are you get a mini and if you're a scouser you probably get two if you get them in that minute, you'll have to gig of your life. If you don't get them in that minute, they'll be like, listen, lad, we, this is our one night out for the month. It took us fucking ages to get this babysitter sorted. If you want to funny in the next fucking 10 seconds, I'm going to fucking glass you, lad. You're going to get booed off this fucking stage. But if you're this good, is our only night out of the month. I've spent every yeah. spare penny I've got on this fucking ticket <laughs> making me fucking laugh right fucking... Oh, he's actually good this one. <laughs> <right? He's> <laughs> and he is fucking... He's funny, him, and he's good doing another hey, one, kid. I had someone at home, literally. I walked on... <laughs> Just let someone go. Who's this cunt? <laughs> a minute and a half later, he's fucking nudging his mate, having a great time. But you start from who the fuck? Oh, you're all right. <laughs> and that's that's work. That's the working class mentality of like, yeah, this is. Would you yeah. earn it? That you, you, they've paid for a nice house. And I heard. I'm, I'm not going to say who this is. I'll tell you off uh, camera because it's not. It's not a nice heckle, but uh, it's. Not the same, but similar in Manchester because it is still a working class city. It's a lot more. Um, it's cosmopolitan the way of Manchester. Like, there's a lot of people who live in Manchester who aren't from there, and there's yeah. less of that in Liverpool. Most most people who live in Liverpool are from there. It's less. It, Manchester is less mank than Liverpool, Liverpool is Scouse. Yeah, that's what I mean. But um, I was at the Frog and Bucket one time, right? And that's quite a mank gig. That's more mank than the store is, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> there was a Comic Con in the middle. And uh, she got like 10 minutes in To just fucking silence It just wasn't working Right And then one table started just talking amongst themselves 10 minutes in Right And she's having a bad gig And was like Obviously annoyed And when you're annoyed That will really piss you off As a comma But still You haven't been doing a good job And she went Can you guys stop talking I'm doing a fucking set here You're just being cunts And one guy went we gave you a chance. And I've never heard such a devastating heckle in my life. Like, all the, you shit, get off. We can deal with that. Especially if you're having a good gig, because you're like, well, everyone thinks I'm fine. And they lose the moral chicken. high ground if they go in like that, because yeah, it's sticky. But we but- gave you a chance. And literally, she did another minute and then wrapped up and got off into a 20-minute test, 11 minutes in. And it was just, like... I was watching the silence. Like like, I didn't even go into the green room. I couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't I, face I, it. I couldn't face it. Like, like, because it was such a dagger. We gave you a chance. Literally, this is our night out, and for ten minutes of it, we were like, "No, let let's see if the next joke's funny." And then after that, we were like, 
where we're going to go after here because yep. this is not really happening, is it? That's great. That's bad. Do you know that it, not going in that dressing room? I completely know what you mean. When you're like, I do not want to have to have the conversation of like, Ooh. Yeah. you're almost praying for a moment. Like, oh, oh. this fucking shit. That and you, you have to be like, no, <laughs> oh. no, you were good. It was them. You want no, someone? You, were fine. you want someone to have a muggle mate, and so you can be like, okay, John, tell me about being a civil servant. <laughs> The best one I saw in Newcastle, because that's where I very, very first gigged in Newcastle, and it was the old hyena, and it was it was. I played rough. the last ever night there. Really? Closed I, it I'm a, down. We shut the fucker down. I'm a gig killer, me, you know. I played the last night there. I played the last night of the laugh in as well, in Chester. And uh, Newcastle, same mould as Liverpool, same mould yeah. as Glasgow. You've got a bit, you've got time, and it can go amazing. But it's not St Albans, Hertfordshire, <laughs> where they'll human go. Oh, bless them! It's a working class. Look, they give them the time. <laughs> he, he has a lower life expectancy. Let's give him this fifteen minutes. <laughs> and uh, it was a really staggy night. Can't remember who was on, so it's no judgment on the act. People regularly fucking ate their own balls on that stage. It was all big, not trestle tables, like you know, beer keller tables. So everyone was side on. So. Instantly, you had to sort of. It was like that feng shui of acceptance, like not facing you, not facing you. Are oh, you quite good actually? I wouldn't <laughs> turn sideways. Now nah, you're gone shit. <laughs> face me, mates. A guy was dying on stage, and an act. One, uh, like on if stage, you were on the voice, but they had another button the, where they the could the turn noise. back around. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, not not for me. Who's this cunt? And um, a guy, it m- might have been a stag do, Geordie lad stood on his fucking chair in, next to a chisel table and just went ah oh, come on man you shite <laughs> right it's stood the, oh, up come on man innit and everyone looked at him <laughs> and the and the and the comedian turned to the bouncers didn't say anything was, and was like like did that sort of hand gesture like are you going to deal with this? Because I'm not fucking dealing with it. Because people genuinely got a bit scared at the hyena. And I saw, I never, ever saw anything happen. But the reputation of places like Glasgow, Liverpool, Manchester is, yeah. oh, God, it could say... Yeah, baby no, blue, no, Glasgow mate. jonglers. A psycho will punch you at whatever gig they're at. So yeah. it's bullshit that these... Yeah. But they had that re- <coughs> reputation. Turned and went, I'm not dealing with it. So the whole room was like, well, if you're not talking, then we'll watch what's going to happen here. The bouncer was like, you could see the bouncer go, ah, fuck's sake. (laughs) Walked up. It literally took about five seconds. So this is now built intention. Went, come here. You cannot stand on the table. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy- If you're going to call him shite, sit down and do it. (laughs) You cannot cannot stand on your chair. Right. The guy looked down and he went, I know, I know, mate, but he's, but he's fucking shit. Right. (laughs) With everyone listening and the comedian not talking, the bounce went, I know he is mate, but you still kind of stand on the chair. I know he is mate. But it was worse because the dickhead on stage had gone, well, I'm not dealing with this. I'm a performer. You deal with it. So it literally basically gave all the attention. It got a fucking massive laugh. I bet he was off stage within a minute. And you're done, pal. Tap out. And you've done it I to yourself. I know he is, mate. I know he is, mate, but you still kind of stand on the chairs. 
it, it was the, the bouncer like I the, had no like that you are shite <laughs> but there's you know there's rules on and that's that's the jolly mentality isn't it because oh, brilliant mate that oh. was, that was legendary <laughs> talking about Glasgow you were driving back from Glasgow this week yeah right? Well, I think this. You've not is, just had a birthday. I haven't had a birthday. I've had a week, mate. <laughs> I don't um, mean. I've had a re-birthday. <laughs> and I don't follow. You didn't tell me about this, and I don't follow anyone on social media because I'm a bit mental and I just want to be gardening privately. <laughs> this is this is how this is how much this resonated in comedy. While I was gardening this week, one of our uh, friends, air quote, <laughs> friends <laughs> rang me to go, "Hey, lad, have you heard about Adam and the fucking motorway?" Ah, oh, so um, do tell us a story, Adam. Th- this video that will go out on social media will be entitled "The McDonald's Incident." <laughs> so, oh, um, Jesus. Wednesday night last week, <laughs> I went up to Glasgow to do my final spot on the uh, Theo Von tour, opening for Theo Von Glasgow O2 Academy. Brilliant good show, good, good goer. Brilliant. Um, <coughs> such a big room, like twelve hundred people there. They're absolutely like avid fans of Theo, like it, like a cult almost. And he he, he killed it. His support act, Addy Manus, was brilliant as well. And I just got to host it again. Do ten minutes at the start after the interval. Another ten before Theo. Great gig. And if you're listening, you followed us as a result of being at that show. Thank you very much. And as I'm sure you all know by now, I'm coming back to Glasgow very soon. Me on tour show. But <coughs> on the way home. <laughs> I'm driving through the Lake District area, so I'm between sort of Penrith and Kendall um, on the motorway, and it wasn't snowing, but then it was, you know, just like out of nowhere, <laughs> and not like scary, not like three snowflakes. I mean, like like a like a blizzard out of fucking nowhere, and I'm in the middle lane, and in the left lane is a a, a massive like truck, a, a, a an articulated lorry, yeah. I'm in the middle lane just about to overtake this guy and the snow's coming in it's bouncing off his wheels immediately and it just took me I'm doing 70 miles an hour obviously not anticipating the snow or I'll probably be going a bit slower and my car just spun a few times flipped and I don't think people when people seen the image I put up with the car it didn't look anywhere near as bad as it was the car's been completely written off it, it looked like you'd spinned it and there'd been a like a, a, a light fence and you'd gone through it oh I, I did like, yeah, but I, you actually flipped I, I flipped and went through a barbed wire fence <laughs> all three of me four tyres just ripped apart literally <laughs> literally as, as the car stopped and I was like you just survived a massive car crash there it come up on me dashboard check tyre pressure <laughs> Like, no. Not right now. <laughs> I've been fucking busy. And uh, just like, what was weird was people were like, oh, it's got to be terrifying that. In the moment, it wasn't. This is the genuine truth. As it was happening, my first thought, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, like when something massive happens in my life, it doesn't affect me as much as conceding a goal on FIFA. I wasn't screaming or being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. None of that. I literally thought, oh, for fuck's sake. That was my thought as this car's spinning at 70 out of control off the motorway through a barbed wire fence and into a field. I'm just sat there and I was like, what? That was fucking mad. So the first person I phoned was me missus and she was like, are you all right? She was like, do you want me to come and get you? And I was like, I think I've got roadside recovery from the AA 
and I'll ring the insurance and let them know what's going on. We'll sort this all out. Phone the insurance, phone the AA. The AA said uh, your, your uh, membership with us expired 10 days ago and you haven't renewed it, so we're not coming to get you. And I was like, are you fucking messing? So the insurance were like, what will happen now is... Nice one, guys. Thank you. We'll send someone from a local garage to come and pick the car up and take it to their garage and we'll sort it out tomorrow because it was like three o'clock in the morning. Um, <coughs> and how are you going to get home? I said, well, I'm going to speak to me missus and she'll come and get me. Um, spoke to me missus. She was like, yeah, I'll come and get you. And as I'm talking to her, the police turned up because they've just seen a car <laughs> with its hazards on next to the fucking thing. And the police was like, can you get out the car, mate? And I was like... I don't really want to because I'm on literally a hill. Like a four, the car's at a 45 degree angle and to the right of my car, because of how I've gone through it and spun and all that, is the barbed wire fence. And I was like, if I get out of this and this car slips, it's going to push me against that fence. And the policeman goes, it won't do that. You're fine, get out. And as I got out, the car slipped and he had to hold it while I climbed over it. <laughs> like, and you're looking at me like, hi. Like, oh, yeah, it's a good job you were there, didn't it? <laughs> Um, Thanks for the advice So I get in the back of the police car And they're like Are you alright? And I was like I'm fine I feel fine I'm not injured um, The car's done its job And protected me um, I'm okay And they were like Right so what's happening here I went I think my missus is coming to get me They went Okay well we'll take you to the services Like a mile up the road <coughs> As I'm talking to them My missus rings me and goes I'm literally Falling asleep here I haven't been asleep yet I've been up since dead early this morning She's been up since like 6am And I was like Turn around and go home I don't want you coming up. Oh, you're going to end up uh, in another crash. We're going to end up in another crash. Go home. I said to the police, what can we do here? And they went, well, we'll just take you to the train station. And I went, okay, well, Kendall's not far. They went, Kendall's slightly out of our area, so we're going to take you back to Penrith. Nice one. And I went, okay, cool. Um, and I checked the train times, and the tra- the first train back was at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. And they dropped me off there at, like... I think about 20 past half past four what would you like. do if, if that had happened and you had no money you couldn't afford like if you're proper skin like just drop you at a train station what if you've got no money like th- do you just get on the train and be like you can give me the fine if you want but you have to get me I don't know like I, I don't know to be honest I, I, I don't know I'm fortunate enough that like obviously that didn't it ha- feels a little bit dismissive like oh you're okay well, the, get out of the car like, the, the we'll police got me out the, the tra- car and took me there but they were like <laughs> I don't want to slag them off too much but they were a bit arsy. Do you know what I mean? It felt like they were a bit pissed off that I'd slipped on black ice and nearly killed myself. And also, like I say, I went behind this wagon. If I was 10 yards further yeah. up, and at 70 miles an hour, 10 yards is what? Two seconds, if that. Even that. I'd have gone under this truck. Like, I would not be here at all. <laughs> but, like, it hadn't really set in what had happened. At all Yeah So then I'm in one police car They're on the way to the station And they get a call Saying they had to go to Sutton And they're in like a big Like four by four police car Okay So they went Right what we're going to have to do is We're going to have to leave you here Our colleague Is just behind us In a normal police car On his own He's going to come and pick you up And he's going to take you to the station I went Right okay So then this other car comes Picks me up from The hard shoulder And takes me To Penrith And I went Right okay And he went just go in the McDonald's, mate. They'll sort you out. Just sit in there, have a cup of tea, and wait for your train. I was like, okay. As I got out, how long is it? So, what time is the crash? Three-ish. Jesus. So this is like over an hour later. Right. Fucking um, freezing as well. Oh, do you have in the, the snow? Did you have all? Do you have a coat and everything? Like- so I had a coat 
And in the car, I also had my notebook and my laptop. Start a fire. <laughs> but the the laptop normally I normally take it in it's a it's a MacBook Pro and I normally take it in like a, a carry case. But I just hadn't because I was just going to work and I was rushing out earlier that yeah, day. Yeah. Just pick my laptop or put it in my boot. So now <laughs> I'm, I've left I've been left at Penrith Station. I've got a Lion King notebook. Right? So it it's an old sort of story of the Lion King that's been redone so all the pages of the book have been taken out and filled with blank pages so that you get a Disney notebook Lion King can be favourite Disney film but I've got a Lion King child's notebook yeah. and a MacBook Pro it's like freezing it's not snowing where I am but two miles up the road where I've just crashed it's a blizzard at the minute it's absolutely lashing down freezing cold and this guy's told me just go to McDonald's and wait there an hour and a half for your train so I walked to the McDonald's <coughs> and the door's shut. So I went to the drive through window. And this is where sort of the incident on Twitter came from, right? So there's a, a like the drive through was open. So it was still a function of McDonald's. But the indoor was shut. I said to the woman, Excuse me, love, what what time do you open? Um and she went five o'clock. And by this point, I don't want to. I don't want any sympathy for any of this. To be honest with you, but like as a comic, a lot of us have like anxiety and shit like that. And I'm having a full blown panic attack. I've just had one on the way to the McDonald's. I had to sit down. I think the adrenaline's the adrenaline shock had set in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, like, like come oh my down. god, you could have nearly died. I'm also freezing cold. It's lashing down, and I've got me. I'm trying to like protect me fucking MacBook from the rain in like this coat. And I went, what time do you open? And by this time, <laughs> I can't remember what time it was. I, by the time I put this tweet up, it was like 10 to 5. I think it was like 22 or quarter to or whatever. I can't really remember. The night's a bit of a haze, to be honest. And I went, what time do you open? She went, 5 o'clock. And I went, okay, um, look, this is what's happened. I feel really shaken up at the minute. I'm on my own. I should, I've got a laptop and this book with me. I, I'm wondering if I can just come in and sit down, get out the rain and the cold. And she went, we open at five o'clock. And I went, look, I understand that, but I don't know whether you've seen the police have just dropped me off. She went, yeah. I went, I've been in a, a bad car crash on the M6 in the snow. I've got to wait over an hour for a train. I could just do it getting out the cold. I'm freezing. And my hands are literally doing this. Like I'm just in a bad, bad way. And she goes, I've told you, we open at five o'clock. And I went, right, okay. And it was just the last straw of the night between the crash on the motorway, the police being a bit arsy, being left on the hard shoulders, we got by another police officer and then taken to Penrith, which was further away from home than I was in the first place. It's just all and shit. This woman, so, was a manager, like a store manager, okay? And there's other people in the McDonald's because it's open. It's, it's open. And a couple of people, I put, so when this happened, I'm in a very bad mood, I'm in shock. And you're not at your best. Do you know what I mean? So I took a selfie and I put on Twitter. In fact, you know what? I'm going to get the Clash. Ash. It's a classic comedian's response. Well, I am going to social media. Because it's our, like, it's our instinct, isn't it? Don't get me wrong. Like, I think the woman who worked at McDonald's is an absolute cunt. However, I don't think I worded this tweet correctly, okay? And we'll talk about the aftermath in a minute. So I said, can I just say a massive fuck you to the manager of McDonald's next to Penrith train station? They open indoors at 5 a.m., it's 4.50, and she won't let me in to sit down. I've told her I've been in a car crash, but she's left me in the pissing down rain holding a laptop. Cunt. Right? Not a nice tweet. You're angry. I'm angry. 
But that was taken as Fat Lab wants to get in McDonald's 10 minutes early to get an Egg McMuffin. Yeah, that's, how, that's what the reaction was like. It was like... It's not told the full story. And a lot of people took it as... You, you've gone up to this poor girl who's on minimum wage and gone, let me fucking in to have something to eat, you fat fucking cunt. And it wasn't that at all. This was a manager. They're not on minimum wage. This is not the point. But I just want to refuse to refuse She's not. Said. By the way, she's not in there going, I could be uh, the victim of a sex attack because I'm in, I open this up on my own, this McDonald's. Are you, is it what? How big is the fucking McDonald's? No, no one has ever opened a McDonald's with just them in the also, McDonald's. Also, if I'm there to attack or rob the police, then I'm going to do it in 10 minutes when you fucking open anyway. <laughs> he, he was dropped by the police. He could have come from a, a murder. <laughs> They've dropped yeah. a murderer off at the McDonald's. You've been arrested for murder. Where can we drop you? What, what are the telltale signs when someone comes to rob your McDonald's? Well, they usually turn up with a MacBook Pro and a Lion King notebook. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Emperor's New Groove fan, and I won't have that cunt in here. <laughs> so, um, oh, I'd put that tweet oh, up. I think a lot of people oh, thought it was like a young oh, girl oh, who like uh, was or whatever or was waiting for other staff no yeah, other staff arrived Greg's. it's not Greg's <laughs> no, other, no other staff wasted, no other staff arrived while I was waiting she literally had just she was in a bad mood which I get um, and she's decided I'm not letting him in and he can stay outside now a lot of people are like it's McDonald's policy she could have been sacked she's not going to get sacked is she if someone comes in and goes why is he in fucking seven minutes earlier you go he's been in a horrible car crash I just let him in to have a sit down and I've made him a cup of tea I think a, a basic level of human empathy. The drive-through is open. This is a functioning McDonald's at yeah. this point. It, it was fucking insane. Now, what happened was, as a reaction to it, was there was a few things. First of all, a lot of my followers were like, "What an asshole this woman is! Isn't she nasty? She should let you in." There was a, a second response, which was people taking the piss. Now, I you think, expect that a little oh, bit, mate, don't you? Not, not just expect it. I loved it because yeah. when I woke up. The next day after I'd got home and woke up to this whole reaction. Yeah. Um it was I was crying, laughing. Like Jade kept asking me what what the fuck is so funny. I think there's something we should actually play right here, the audio of it. Someone put a clip up and I, God knows where he pulled this out of his ass from. From Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere, right? The the old piece of K spin off sitcom. And uh, this guy is in like the dra- uh, drive through and he goes some call me here. Come here. She goes up and goes, we're closed. And he pulls a gun out and goes, no, you're not. Get that fucking cooker on. (laughs) And I was like, did you just have that ready in your phone in case something like this ever? It was like within minutes of the thing going up. There was so much piss taken. There was one lad who put a selfie up outside Pop World in Liverpool. Mate, I saw that. And he was like, um, he got a thousand retweets. Yeah. One of them was me. A lot of them are my followers. Well, mate, that's I when retweeted. you know your high profile on Twitter when the parody tweet gets a thousand retweets. You're like, Jesus Christ. Well, he, he puts it on like, uh, I've just uh, knocked a pop world at 11 o'clock in the morning. She told me she's not open until 9 p.m. Can I say a massive fuck you? <laughs> yeah, like he'd done a perfect parody. I think his Twitter handle is at you're messing as in Y-E-M-E-S-S-I-N go and check that out and the other one who did the Max and Paddy's one is Pot Noodle Fringe and we'll try and put the clip of that in this if you don't then just go and find Wait, it Scouse Twitter is not fucking about no it's and it's like a so, piranha so type. fucking funny but then the third response is just like it it was just like a load of people who just wanted 
someone to have been the biggest arsehole in the world. So they were like, you cheeky fucking cunt. How dare you try and get a minimum wage worker sacked just for doing a fucking job? And I was like, hang on a minute. When did you ever say sacked? You are just pissed off. I, I was pissed off. I wasn't trying to get anyone sacked. No one's going to get sacked for doing their job. That's not going to happen. I was just pissed off with this woman. <laughs> McDonald's are going to be like, we've heard about uh, Adam Rowe comedy. <laughs> he couldn't get in our Penrith. But the amount of people... McDonald's coming down what, hard. What it made me realise is there's a, a lot of people on the internet who... They first of all they want to be part of that mob. They want to go after you, and the the speed at which people jump to judge you. Oh, I bet you he was like, "Don't you know who I am?" I was like, <laughs> "No, she's not going to know." And she, do you, don't you know who I am, love? I had a fucking clip on Facebook that got two thousand views earlier. You stupid cunt. Are you one of the writers of the Lion King? I think people wanted to think that I was trying to just get in early, just to get some food before the train. Well, I was literally just trying to get out the cold. Um, in a horrible horrible night those people going look at his car there's no fucking damage on it it's been completely written off like they can't fix my car and it's worth 11 grand and it's got low tyre pressure <laughs> on all four wheels give me a break guys um, and people there's say, no way you can tweet all of this no 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 like, and even if you did people would still be going bullshit Oh, totally. Yeah, and there'll be people who listen to this now going, well, actually, no, well, what about this and what about that? There's people like, yeah, I don't believe he nearly died because he wouldn't have gone straight to social media if he nearly died. And it's like, what What else am I doing? I'm, I'm sat in fucking Penrith outside on my own at fucking five o'clock in the morning. What, what Am I just going to sit there and stare at the fucking wall? There was a lot of jumping to conclusions about what had happened. Look, I... On reflection, I wouldn't post that tweet again. And I understand that the way I worded it made me look like I was going, this woman just doing a job, isn't she an arsehole? Doesn't she know who I am? That's not what it was at all. It was, I'm a bit fucked here. And if I was in her situation, I would have had a bit more empathy for another fucking human who was clearly having a fucking shit time, shaking outside. And just a, a, a whole heap of bullshit. And a lot of people were like... Uh, like tweeting me stuff I don't see any notifications on Twitter from people who don't follow me I have me notifications set that way um, so if you don't follow me I don't see anything and some people were like I've been reported for abusive tweeting to Adam Rowe the fat cunt I wasn't even being abusive it's like uh, he's reported me I was like well I haven't reported you lads because I, I literally didn't I didn't see it I only seen a lot of these because a lot of me mates were like have you seen what's happening on Twitter and I was like not really and they were like search it so I just searched my own name so if I search my own name oh, I'll see the whole thing Jesus. and the amount of fucking bullshit one guy was like uh, I've always known Adam Rose a bit of a prick he, he introduced a female comedian I know once by saying you're gonna like this one she's fit I was like what the fuck where's that come from yeah. and no, just, just absolutely bollocks. Witch, that's the witch hunt coming round for a second lap. Oh. When they're like, when they're like, right, we've run out of energy for like, yeah, she's minimum wage, and now it's like, oh, now you've uh, got me blocked on Twitter. You're like, well, that's not true. And one time he bummed a pigeon. Yeah, he, you know, that's definitely true. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just, just they're dying for it. Just a lot of nonsense. And you know, there was a few people who reached out to me and was like, lad, that tweet doesn't look too good. You know. Honestly, just just leave it. And uh, I, I I appreciate the support I got. I think the piss taken was A, justified, and B, hilarious. Like, I was posting them in my own WhatsApp groups, like, have you fucking seen this? They've got me good and proper. The WhatsApp group I'm in with a few other comedians, like Paul Smith and Freddie Quinn and Danny Mack and that, I was getting heaps of, like, funny abuse in there for a fucking day and a half. And <laughs> I get it. Like, if it was any of my mates who'd posted that tweet... 
I'd have absolutely ripped the shit out of them, like trying to get a fucking burger early. I, if yeah. I'd, I'd have done all of that, but it was just the people who thought I was being malicious or that it makes me the worst person. Or I was trying to get some minimum wage woman sacked. She's on thirty odd grand a year. If she's a store manager at McDonald's. Also, what are you trying to get? Is it, no one said you've. They've started that <coughs> narrative. Yeah, I'm trying to get someone. You're just pissed off and annoyed. Oh, brilliant! You're trying to get a minimum wage. What? Yeah. When, when's that being said? You've added that. Yeah. Just, just you're allowed to be pissed off. Also, it's not out of character for you to tweet. You're a comedian. Yeah. You're not like the MP for fucking Skelmersdale. You don't <laughs> have to be like polite and everything. Like you are an abrasive comic. Your yeah. your online chat is. A, it's like they've treated you like you're the fucking deputy head of a primary school. Like yeah. you fucking prick. You're it's like, the cancel mob. Isn't it? You have no power. Yeah. Like, you tried to get a sack. You're like, you, guys, just a fucking comedian. Yeah. Just annoyed. Just had a crash. Yeah. I'm not a person of huge influence that is genuinely trying to get someone fucking knocked off. Yeah. It's it was blown way out of proportion. Um. And and that's it really. Like. It was a, a silly thing to tweet, I suppose. But anyone who got a bit pissed off at me, I'd just like you to think, if you were in a near-death crash, and I don't care what you say, that's exactly what it was. I'm 10 yards away from going under the truck. The car's flipped. It's been completely written off. If you're in a near-death crash like that and you're left on your own by a, a, a bit of a dickhead police officer at Penrith Station waiting over an hour for a train and then some woman is so rigid no we don't open till five o'clock and she's absolutely got the power to just let you in to sit down are you going to be your best person are you going to be in the best frame of mind absolutely not um, go to Burger King I mean <laughs> that's what we've learned isn't it? What, what is really funny is the next day as soon as I got up I went straight to the McDonald's drive through <laughs> I am the bigger person. Could you, could you imagine if you tweeted like, a massive thanks very much to everyone who's let me in. Um, well, mate, I hope that feels cathartic. We've literally run out of time, so we can't do any have a words. But yeah, I think... I you've think had a word with me. You've had a word, and you've had a word the, with yourself. And the Twitter mob. And the 30,000 bellends. Yeah. I'm not joking. Scouse Twitter is 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 a brutal place oh and it's fantastic and i i look they it, do not fuck about they right? really don't but i think it's just important that everyone knows a lot of people made a bad misjudgment oh yeah um, and this is it's worked out well that this is the second week of the podcast this this has happened and you can be like oh oh i just get to for as long as i need to say what happened that's yeah. like and that is yeah but it, it's a bit like we were talking about the places that are hard to gig it's almost like your universe of Twitter is a bit like that it, you know what I mean oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's a break you, yeah. you can get retweets you can get the love but they can they can turn almost like gigging in Newcastle Glasgow or Liverpool that's how that tweet just got turned around like if you live in like an antiques if your Twitter is all like well I'm into antiques and we have a lovely shop in Gloucester and I follow other antique dealers nothing could ever get that abrasive <laughs> if you're a comedian from Liverpool and if everyone just sniffs a little bit like that shark in yeah oh fucking hell Adam Rowe's been a knob like it yeah. just got it got like and I'm telling you man some of the fucking comedians that we know they're the worst of the sharks and I think like I think what I should probably do here because we're going to put a clip of this out as well as this being on the actual podcast is sort of give it a nice little end package to wrap up the clip and this go at the end of the clip so just to summarise 
horrendous car crash car's been written off having a really bad time full blown panic attack at 5 o'clock in the morning on your own in the freezing fucking cold in the rain and I wasn't at my best and I shouldn't have posted that tweet and anyone who got pissed off and thought I was trying to get a minimum wage worker sacked that's absolutely not me a lot of the people who know me and follow me know that's exactly not the type of person I am and I wouldn't try and do that however I just want to stand by something the woman who worked in McDonald's was a fucking cunt and I do not retract that statement (laughs) (laughs) thank god thank god she wasn't black (laughs) because this whole Twitter thing would have gone how do you know she wasn't because it's Penrith (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just play the odds <laughs> chances are yeah um, oh mate oh god do you feel better I mean I, do, I get the vibe for you that you like yeah whatever but you know what I mean you're not a, you're not a wallflower you can deal with it but it is it is a ball like it do you feel better that you've been able to like just say it out loud I just hope because obviously I'm, I'm talking about it sort of and I'm not not listening to it back as I'm doing it. Like when you sort of try and explain something on sweet, you can take a word out or whatever. Oh. I just hope it's come across um, how I wanted it to because, uh, yeah, <laughs> like fuck the woman, but I shouldn't have posted the sweet. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening to episode two of Have a Word. Get in your submissions for Have a Word if you want us to. If you just want to tell the stories of your mates being a bit of a dick, if you if you've been a bit of a dick, if you've had a car crash and you've been a, <laughs> you've had a tweet that's gone awry, <laughs> just tell us tell us about it and we will we'll help you get it off your chest. Um, and you can do that at Have a Word Pod on all the socials or email us at um, Have a at gmail dot com. Yeah. And if you are looking for something to do over the next couple of months, I'm about to go on a nationwide tour. I'm going to pretty much every major city in the UK. And if you go to adamrow.co.uk forward slash shows, you can get all tickets from there. Are you playing Penrith? I'm not. Okay. Good. I know where the after party is. <laughs> 5 a.m. Nice one. We'll see you next week. You will see us next week. Bye. All right, lad. <laughs> you can't sing it. You can't sing the outro. Oh yeah, and if you want, if you're a band or you've got a mate who's in a band and you want them to uh, uh, be the outro music, get them in touch with us because we're going to have some uh, band outros. Yes. Have a word. We'll get on with that. We've had birthdays and car crashes this week. <laughs> in a bit, lids. Bye. See ya.